Ron C. Caps, three-time Funny Car Champion, joining us here in the Freak Nation, back-to-back for the first time in 20 years since John Force has done it. And we were talking about this just before we went live, Ron, about it not sinking in. I don't – when it sinks in, what does it feel like? I don't know what that means. It, it is – it's weird. These moments been doing media last two days and these moments, like you just reading off all that, it reminded me what went down. I'm so, you know, we've had great moments in my career and I've always kind of wanted to, you know, Tony Schumacher in the run and all these last minute heroics of drivers on the last round of Pomona winning everything. And I've, I've loved watching it, but I always sort of wanted to be some point in my career down the road, wanted to do that in that scenario and be involved in that scenario where it came down to it. And you actually pull it off, which going into the day, we had a great chance or let's say a good chance, not a great chance because Robert Heights team is unbelievable. And they're always good at Pomona at that track. So it just, it just seems stacked against us to pull it off and the way it, it ended up. And then you throw the <clears throat> being an owner. And then the first time 20 something years, somebody's done it back to back. It just, Every time somebody like you has mentioned it, it, it just completely set. It sinks in a tiny bit, and then I sort of forget about it until I'm walking around the house. And I'm like, "Holy cow!" Three times, and it's just, uh, yeah, it's been fun. So, Ron Caps, your 2022 NHRA Funny Car Champion, three times, first time as a team owner and a driver. Uh, some luck had to go your way. Robert Height had to go out. Hagen uh, had to go out. Where were you? Can you tell me where you were or, or who told you? I imagine you were in the car when Hagen went out and then Height went out. Where were you when those two guys went out first round and then Robert Height later? I was getting strapped in when Hagen went out. It was first round. And I just all of a sudden all my guys had this because you can't hear. And I heard something and I heard the crowd kind of roar. But my, you got your helmet on. And I looked around. All my guys had this kind of look like them, like something dramatic happened. And I knew Robert hadn't. He hadn't run yet. He was behind us, I think. Um, so that's when I they said Hagen lost. I went, wow, okay, focus forward, right? <laughs> and we we raced Tim Wilkerson the second round, which I said in my interview um, with Fox, and I think some people took it the wrong way for whatever reason, but I said, man, and Robert was behind us. So this is the second round. We had to keep winning, obviously. And I said, if we can't beat guys like Tim Wilkerson at the Pomona World Finals, we don't deserve to be world champions. I mean, because that's the best of the best. And you've got to go up there and prove you're the best of the best. You can't, you know, to be the champion, you got to beat the champions. And that, so we had just beat Wilkerson in a very close race. We went low ET first round, went low ET second round, went 385 first round. And I believe we went 86 the second round to beat Wilkerson. And I was getting ready to do the interview, just took my stuff off and put it in the tow vehicle. And I hear a bunch of craziness going on. Amanda Busick runs around the back and she's holding her microphone. She's screaming and yelling. And my guy, my guy that drives the car back is beating on the car. And I, I couldn't, I didn't understand what was going on. And then, and one of my crew guys said, Robert just lost to hate to Tasca. And so I went into like, okay, calm down mode. I've been down this road before. Oh yeah. I told all my guys, okay, it's great, but everybody calm down. And when the car left and they towed it away, Amanda looked at me and we got ready to start the interview. She goes, I can't believe you're the calmest one around here. And I said, I've been, I've been here before. I've lost by two points. I've so anyway, that's where I was when Robert lost. And we did the interview as he came around the corner 
I didn't even want to go near him because I'd been there before. But that's I was at the top end of the track when that all went down. Well, that pretty much answers the first question I wanted to ask you. What did you learn and how were you able to implement what you learned in that battle against Jack Beckman in 2012 where you did lose by two points in Pomona? And how did that carry over into how you handled this past Sunday? Well, I lost a force by less than a round a couple of times before that. Lost to Selzy, my teammate, the one year by 10 points or 12 points or eight. No, six points. So Beckman, two points. Selzy, six points. Less than a round. Honestly, I felt like it was my rookie year and I wanted to throw up, especially going into the Wilkerson's round. And then, you know, once Robert lost racing Tasca, I mean, those are the biggest moments coming up. And it's just, um, I don't remember those moments that happened in the past in those moments on Sunday. You just, you're in the middle of it and you're all of a sudden, it's everything to you, everything in that one split second to do everything right. So I don't know that maybe it did help me subconsciously um, to stay calm. Um, I think over the years I've learned to kind of stay calm in those moments, but inside I'm a mess, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I can only imagine Ron capture three-time funny car champion joining us here in the freaks pits now back to back champions. And you mentioned earlier at the interview, you wanted, you've always wanted to be in that very last second scenario, last run, last event. Was it worth it? Was it what you expected? Was it everything that you chalked it up to be in your head? Oh, crash. I just wanted to live that moment of the actual moment. I didn't want to go through all the stress crap leading into it, which <laughs> I was questioning in the car. I'm going, you know, once Robert lost and we were racing Tasca the next round, all we had to do was win that round, right? So you're up there trying to do the same thing. I can tell everybody's a wreck. Guido, is, his hand was shaking on the injector. We already started. I, I haven't even told him I noticed this. And, and I could tell it was a big moment for everybody, right? So um, then we make that run. We beat him, and I get out of the car, and they can't give me the trophy, and they can't celebrate my <laughs> – being the world champion because there's a silly rule still out there that you can't, if you cross the center line in the final round um, between the thousand foot, what, what is our finish line of the old 1320, you lose five points. Mm. For some reason that rule was still out there, which uh, a lot of people had forgotten and I was reminded of. So there's another roller coaster moment added to it, <laughs> which fast forward to the final round. Do we just hit the gas and shut off and put my hand out the window and coast down uh, and not give the fans what they wanted and, and collect the world championship. So that was another moment that we had during the day that the, the, it wasn't completely over. So there were a lot of different things that just kept going and going and going with these big moments. Um, crazy, crazy. <laughs> wow. Just insane. Yeah. Ron Caps. <laughs> I'm tempted to say I'm glad you're not racing against Max for stopping. Yeah. Um, Yeah, you get it. Yeah. Third time champion. Uh, I love you, dude. Ever since we played racquetball before the Speed (laughs) Freak Nation started. Um, You know, Robert Height. You know, John Force. I imagine you guys are friends. You might have dinner in the offseason. What's it mean to beat Height? Is that going to change your friendship at all? Uh, I probably want to give him a couple months. I, I've been in that, that spot. It's, I didn't even go up to him at the banquet. I knew how much it burns. I have sat through so many banquets, listened to long bloated speeches. Um, 
you know, I know how tough it was for him. So that being said, uh, I'll give him some time, but I, I know he knows the situation as well. He's been down that road. So it's, it, it's tough. It is tough. They won eight races and didn't win a championship. That is bizarro land. I mean, I, who in the world would have thought that would have happened. So just, crazy it's the playoffs and it's just craziness and we were consistently there and we showed up when we had to and we got we showed them all we could be those guys when people <coughs> excuse me started counting us out we had some big moments of races we won and um somebody in my last interview just said that i didn't lead the points one time all season long until sunday afternoon when it counted and that's mm-hmm. another crazy stat but hold, hold on just a second, though. He can't be mad at you. He can be mad at the system, but he no. can't be mad at you. I mean, in the past, have you been mad at other drivers or just the system? Well, for a while, yeah, I'm mad at other drivers, other crew members, other teams. Yeah, you just you, – at the level that we hate to lose and that we lose and win by fractions of a second that that decide our lives and the way our days and nights go, um, yeah, yeah, you, you – you don't necessarily personally hate them, but you don't want to see the number one on their car. You don't want to go up and hear their speech at the banquet. I mean, you just want to leave. So I, I've been there and I don't doubt it. It's the same for them and I don't blame them. Um, but I also am the first to tell that team how much I respect them. And when we lose to them or we beat them, I always go right over to Robert's team, same with Hagen's, and I tell them how much they raise the bar for us how much they make us work harder to beat them. Um, when we get beat by them, I tell them how good a run that was and how, you know, hey, hats off, man. And and that, that's the way it is. So Ron Cap's first year as a team owner, you had a lot of success this year, five wins. What do I have here? Three runner-ups, six top qualifiers, your third championship. Is there anything inside of you during this run in the past week that says I should have done this take over take over my own team sooner? Yeah, I wanted to forever, but there, I don't think I think it worked out perfect. I don't think I would have been ready for it. First of all, I wouldn't have had the backing with Napa coming back on board and coming with me, and then Toyota jumping on board, and the way we got that super body that they worked really hard at. None of that. I think it all worked out perfect. I would have loved to. And I look back and I think, man, yeah, it's easy to say in hindsight, but um, I think things worked out perfect. I've gained some knowledge with my older age since then. The pandemic really had a a big effect on me and where I was at and really caused me to, to make the move, whether I was ready or not. And so it just worked out perfect, I think. So is Supra, Toyota, are we going to see a Ron Caps funny car in some poster, some showroom to say that if you get a Supra, you could also go 330 <laughs> miles an hour in a quarter mile? Well, I don't know about that, but um, <laughs> it's a cool car. I'll tell you that much. I, I was, you know, before this all went down, I, I didn't pay much attention to uh the cars like that and man I, the press conference we did in charlotte and i got to drive the new supras man i was super impressed with them so um yeah i can honestly say i've got the world's fastest supra mm. and it's pretty cool to say that um but just being around that company the toyota company and all the employees and the people at the racetrack is just life-changing i think i told well, you wait, that wait, Ron, let's, 
let me cut you off. I'm sorry to cut you off, but let me ask a bit technical question. Is the car that much slipperier, if that's a word, going through the air that you got into something that maybe gave you a little advantage? I, I don't, I think with the parameters NHRA gives with the funny car teams, we, we can't do a whole lot nowadays. They were given parameters when they built this car from scratch. Slugger Labby and the Toyota people did this car basically from scratch. They got rid of, uh, of the old car that JR and Alexis and all them ran. So they, they had to start from scratch, but they also had these parameters um, that are kept pretty close with all the other manufacturers, very close. Uh, it's not like the old days. So the, what I think is the coolest part is they made it look like a Supra. And that's pretty cool to pull a Supra up next to it. You can't say that about all the funny car bodies out there, unfortunately. So I think they did as good a job they could to make it look like it. Um, but honestly, when we got the body, the work that Guido and Medlin did on it to, to get to where we were, to get close to where we were and what they were used to in the years before that with the body we had, not knowing exact numbers from the old versus the new, it was all racetrack data. We didn't go to the wind tunnel. They learned Slugger took it back to the wind tunnel, but Guido and Medlin and then talking with John O and Dell learned a lot from each other. And it, that accelerated, um, I think, a lot of what we did. And instantly our car started going the speeds that we ran before, which was 330 plus. So to answer your question, I don't think it's any slipperier per se or any more downforce or drag to, to a lot of degree than any of these other bodies out there. But I think that the hard work that we did, we we've got some some cool stuff that John Medlin and Slugger and all those guys implemented um, that didn't change the way the funny car body is, but the way we we worked with it. I think hmm. that makes Ron sense. Ron, we're proud of you, man. Happy New Year and happy holidays, buddy. You too, man. Look forward to seeing you guys. We'll have to get together in the off season. Definitely. Boy. 